Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Everyone, welcome to episode 35 of the Building Heroes Podcast. You know, when I first started homeschooling, I did not really know a lot of other homeschool families who had raised their kids so that they were older. And I didn't really know how homeschooled kids would turn out, so I had a hard time picturing that. And maybe if you've been listening to my podcast too, you're wondering how my kids turned out as well. Like maybe you're thinking, I like what you're saying, Molly, but it's so different. Does it really work? I mean, I had my doubts too. So I had this great idea. I decided to interview my oldest son in my Hero Journey membership. And despite all my failings, I think he turned out pretty good, if I may say so myself. So for today's podcast, you're going to get to hear some excerpts from that interview. If you want to catch the full thing and you want more support for your homeschool journey, you can totally join us over at the Hero Journey membership. And you can find out more about that at buildingheroesacademy.com. Okay. I am excited for our guest here today because this is my oldest son and my first guinea pig. So <laughs> I, I asked Casey to come do an interview with me. And I thought this is a little risky because I'm not totally sure what he's going to say. But <laughs> I also know that he is an amazing young man and I'm very proud of him. And he turned out pretty darn well, despite all my mess ups. And in fact, I, um, I think about a year ago, I was talking to you about how uh, that first year when we started homeschooling and you were in first grade and in my memory it was just me trying to make you do your schoolwork all day long and you didn't want to because it was dumb and it may have been but uh, <laughs> we were battling and we were fighting over it and we were talking about this not too long ago and you said I don't know what you're talking about mom so I was kind of grateful because you'd forgotten how hard that year was. <laughs> anyway, so why don't we start out with this? You just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you've gotten to here. And then we'll go from there. I'll ask you questions and it should be fun to get your take on your homeschool life. Okay, well, I do remember, I don't know if it was in the first year or not, but I do remember some very frustrating requirements um, or some very not helpful curriculums that we used. Um, but I mostly just remember like reading aloud and um, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. So um, that I do remember. So that's good. <laughs> Um, so I don't know, like, I guess there's a lot of challenges, um, involved with kind of, uh, what I, one of the things I like about homeschooling is that it, um, it allows you to exercise your own agency over your uh, life and over your education. 
And so it really like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about what you should do. And I think a lot of times we just kind of default to listen, like just, you know, people that we trust and they tell us what to do and we do it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but there's a, I think there's a better way to do that, which is, you know, being able to be really intentional about your schooling and what you want to get out of it and where you want to go with your life and being able to then choose from the options that are available to you to be able to reach those goals. Um, so I, um, and I started to, you know, be more autonomous in making my own decisions about what to do for school more in high school, I think. Um, and so that's that at one point in high school, I was enrolled in four different schools, taking classes through a charter school, universities, the local high school, concurrent enrollment, because I, there are certain classes or certain teachers that I thought provided great learning experience topics that I wanted to learn about. Um, and so I kind of split things up like that. So, um, and I think that, you know, like homeschooling doesn't necessarily mean that you don't, like, it just means you take advantage of all of the opportunities that are available. It's not like you only do schoolwork at home. So um, I did AP tests, I did concurrent enrollment classes. Um, and what, what my mom told me is she said, we'll pay for all of the college that you wanna do before you graduate from high school. And then after that, you can figure it out on your own. And so that um, led me to being motivated to getting, um, you know, the first half of my college degree done, the associate degree finished um, by the time I graduated from high school. Um, and then I decided to go to BYU for the last part of my degree. Um, so I went to BYU on a full ride, full tuition scholarship. And while I was there, I found that um, homeschooling in the way that we did it really prepared me a lot better for college courses than public school had prepared some of my peers um, in a lot of ways. There, there, was, there was some areas where I was like, oh, like, got to catch up on this. But because I had learned how to learn things and how to, you know, manage my time and manage a lot of different classes and, you know, figure out my own schedules. That's all stuff that comes in handy in college. But, but also, um, there, I, I did pretty well in a lot of my first classes because I, and, and my thought on that is that I had learned, you know, when, when the final comes up and everyone's trying to cram for the final, I had been learning the material, like in the classes, I've been spending more time actually learning it. So I didn't need to spend as much time cramming at the end for the, the tests and things. And so I felt like that was a big advantage that I had going into that college experience. Um, and so, yeah. And, and I also, you know, I could have graduated in about two to two and a half years, um, because I had transfer credits. Um, and I decided to add on an extra semester because I felt really weak in my, um, kind of my hard skills. So I, I was, I studied marketing in the business school and I wanted to have more math or science related, um, education. And I felt like there was a good opportunity to get it at BYU through their statistics minor. And so I added, you know, added on another semester of school, um, to be able to get that. And I felt like that really helped me to round out, um, an area that I had felt weak in. Like I did a lot of math when I was like 13, 14, 
And then I didn't do very much until like my last year of college, <laughs> kind of avoided it. Um, I thought about doing, you know, engineering or something in school, but one of the reasons why I didn't do that, um, among other reasons was because I was like, yeah, oh, there's like a lot of really advanced math that I'm not sure if I want to get involved in. Um, but then I decided to do statistics and ended up having to learn some calculus anyways. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And I enjoyed this a lot more. Um, and, and, um, adding those, um, harder skills into my skill set as opposed to the softer skills that they're more teaching in the marketing program business school, um, has been really valuable for me. It's allowed me to, um, get both of the jobs that I had post, um, graduation. And it's been really helpful in a lot of ways, I think. So, um, it's, it's, for me, it's really been about like, what, what do I, you know, thinking out five or 10 years, what things would I like to have in my life? And then walking back to today and saying, um, what can I do in order to get there? Um, and I also, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, college um, has been really good for me. It's, I don't think it's necessarily the right thing for everyone. Um, but um, I do like one of my mentors slash teachers growing up said that if you're not going to go to college, you should probably do something harder. And um, so for me, that's been pretty impactful. You know, it's like what, you know, I, if you want to uh, reach your full potential in life, if you want to be able to, you know, see what you're, what you're capable of, you have to be moving on to more difficult or more challenging things. Um, so I took a job when I graduated. Um, I took a job out in Chicago working for a small company. That was pretty cool. I worked there for a year and then I decided that I wanted to, I wasn't married, so I wanted to be back in Utah. Um, so I moved back here and um, married, got married and worked for a couple of years at a company here. And then um, I was, you know, I was kind of thinking about that. Um, am I like, I was doing good in my job. I was making a decent amount of money. And I, that question kind of boils up again. It's like, you're feeling pretty comfortable. You're doing pretty good, but like, are you really going to be achieving what, you know, what you're capable of if you just stay here, or, you know, you could stay here for a few more years and, you know, like where, where's the progress or where's the forward momentum. And so uh, that kind of, that inspired me to go back to school. And so I just finished up my first year of the MBA program at BYU. Um, and I found out, so well, they, they offered me a scholarship. Um, and so that was nice. And I just found out that my, I have the top 10% GPA in my class, which is like, really surprising to me because I didn't think I was, uh, um, I, I, everyone there is like really smart and really successful and really high achieving. And I, I didn't see myself as, you know, being able to do that well, but part of it I think is, um, you know, I have really supportive family, a lot of support and, and a lot of, um, just a lot of really good habits from homeschooling with regards to studying and preparing and, um, I feel like that's helped me a lot and I feel like I'm learning a lot through this process and, um, yeah, so I don't know that focus is kind of on my educational journey. Feel free to tell me what I missed. Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I, I think it's funny that you mentioned that you didn't do a whole lot of math after you were like 14, because I don't actually remember that. <laughs> I mean, was I nagging you or was I okay with that? I don't know. Um, so, okay. So this is my recollection is I took the AP physics exam um, when I was Oh, I, yeah, I think that might have been ninth grade, 10th grade. It was, the, yeah, it was, no, it was the only, the first one I did, so I, it was like ninth. ninth or 10th grade, and I, I somehow, I passed it. There was like whole pages of the exam that I was like, I don't even know what this is talking about, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I did, I, I got, you know, I got a passing grade on it, and, and that was like, between then and graduating, I know I did some math, but I just, I didn't do that much huh yeah and I, I apparently was not worried about it um uh, <laughs> yeah I think dad was kind of worried about it um but I feel like I don't know I feel like in my experience the more the the things that I do where I'm like oh I want to solve this problem therefore I'm going to learn about this thing um those things stick with me and I remember them and I still use them and I still apply them. Um, but the things that I was like, you have to learn this cause you have to learn this. I just, I don't necessarily like them so much. Okay, next question. How important, and I think you, you kind of hit on this, but yeah. How important was nature studies, adventuring, art, music, et cetera, to you compared to the core subjects? Um, I think it's the distinction of like core subjects, like reading, writing, and arithmetic. I, I actually think that um, causes problems because I feel like a lot of inspiration comes from nature studies or adventuring or art and music. Like a lot of people I know who are good at math are good at math because they're good at music first. Um, and that inspired them to understand the math behind it. And, and so, um, or like, you know, if you want to, uh, people that are, you know, good at writing are often inspired by nature. And so I think a lot of those things are really important, um, to find inspiration for through. So I would say that they're, they're all important, um, <laughs> it's kind of like they're all interconnected and, and you kind of just focus on the things that really inspire you at the time right and yeah. and, and you I, have the experiences I get the value of breaking things out into different subjects but it also gives us this idea that they're not related to each other but everything's related and connected and that's kind of where things can even be the most exciting is the crossover between those things so yeah when you make the connections that's the best when, and I yeah, go ahead. Oh, just like when, when art lines up with computer programming or when, you know, math lines up with um, the book that you're reading or, you know, when your, your, your yard, your, your garden and, and you learn about the biology or whatever. And I don't know, there's just like the crossover is, is probably some of the most exciting points. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I also think sometimes we get so stuck in the academic subject curriculum and prioritizing that first that we, we don't see all the other experiences out there that we could be having because we're like, no, I'm sorry, you have to do this first. But if you allow those other experiences to come in, then it just lights you up to learn everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully not at once, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, next question. What mistakes do you feel either of you made during this journey? Um, well, I know I've made a ton, but I'm going to let you answer this first. <laughs> yeah, you have made a ton of mistakes. So let me listen. Just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah tell me. <laughs> No, I, I think that um, personally, um, if I was going to give my younger self some advice, it would be to um, not, there's some people know what they want to do with their life and that's great. Um, some people don't, and that's also great. And you don't have to know like your one life mission. Um, and I feel like in a lot of circles, that idea kind of gets put onto young kids where it's like you're 12 and you need to know what your life's mission is. I, I wish that I hadn't felt like that because I feel like it led to a lot of stress and um, that was unnecessary. Um, you can do a lot of really cool things in life. You don't need, uh, maybe you have one life's mission and some people do, and that's nothing against that, but not everyone does. You can do a lot of good things in life and it's just a matter of understanding Hey, what are like, what are some good things that are exciting to me right now that I want to work towards and working towards them? Um, yeah. So that would well, be the biggest mistake I made. I probably chose to do a lot of things. I felt like I'm like, Oh, I have to understand what my purpose is in life. And, um, that was kind of misguided. I feel like, well, I don't know if that was me putting that on you I don't think that was you that's I think it's more of like the culture of the groups of people that I ran in promoted that more um so other people may not experience that at all but I felt a lot of pressure when I was pretty young to like knit uh well I, I, you also you also do get this idea like I guess it gets kicked around in other places as well like there's like Elon Musk he like wrote down five areas where he felt like he, you know, he could change the world. And when he was, you know, a teenager and now he's got a major multi-billion dollar business in Nigeria, right? Like, and that just like puts so much crazy pressure on a young kid to like feel, to to have to feel like they've got it all figured out or else they're going to be a failure for the rest of their life. That's just not necessary. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think too, with that, um, I mean, I, I don't feel like it was probably me because I probably didn't even know what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> and, um, I, I think most people probably don't know what their purpose in life is for a long time, but really what it is, it's just a process of doing the next right thing for you to progress on your path. And, and that's good to know because that is, that is an important thing that to take the pressure off. Just, just keep making progress towards becoming yeah. a little bit better every day and you'll figure it out. Or, or, or maybe you won't. It doesn't matter. Well, that's true too. You, you'll figure <laughs> it out that it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just pick something good and that's it. Like, yeah. as long yeah. as God's not saying, oh, hold up there, stop, that's wrong, then go, like you're good. Yeah, 
because as you're trying to become better, then that not only helps you, it's not like in a selfish way, but it helps you help others in your life yeah. too. The right thing right now may take you this way, this way, and then it may take you this way, and then it may take you this way. And then all of a sudden you're like, all those things are not related, but then all of a sudden they all add up and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's impossible to see it before you get to that point. So don't feel like you have to. Yeah, no, really good advice. Um, okay, so mistakes I made was definitely <laughs> being way too focused on trying to fill you up with knowledge at the beginning um, and being way too focused and trying, you know, really when I first started homeschooling, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure this kid is way ahead of the class and everything. I'm like, talk about a lot of pressure on you, poor kid. <laughs> but I, I think that was a big mistake that I made was trying to make sure that um, you know, the kids knew what they had to know by the certain time and putting all that pressure on. But thankfully I did start to figure that out a bit more. <laughs> that, um, I didn't need to do that. I didn't need to make you learn because once, once I let that go, you were just learning amazing things on your own for sure. And, um, you did things that inspired me to learn and grow. Like you read, Les Mis, when you were like, were you like 15? Um, I started several times, did not finish it. I did not, however, I didn't fail to read it because I did eventually succeed. Yeah. But yeah, I was probably 15, 16, 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. And that's a very long, hard book. And um, I didn't fail to read it either, but it did take me two years. <laughs> to read it <laughs> but yeah so it's like when I can take the pressure off myself of proving that I'm doing a good job homeschooling my kids by their actions oh such a weight off my shoulders and it works out so much better um another mistake I made too I think was was thinking that I could just tell the kids to do things when I hadn't learned the integrity of doing it myself, doing things myself first. And that is something that I did have to learn how to do. But I mean, the amazing thing is sometimes we, I, I would think oh, if only I were a perfect mother, this would be so much easier. You know? it's true. <laughs> would be. It, it seems like it would be, but it wouldn't because then you would never see that it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to mess up, right? Anyway, um, so it is also just something where I had to realize, well, it's okay for me to mess up, but I also have to keep making progress. And I also have to keep leading the way insofar as I am capable of. So there's that. Okay, your next question is, did you ever feel like you were missing out by being homeschooled? Um, I felt like I missed out on a lot of busy work and I felt like I missed out on a lot of social drama and bullying. Um, but no, I never really felt like I was, I never really felt like I was missing out on anything, um, that, uh, you know, other kids got to do. Like I, I missed out on being offered drugs um, at school. So like, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I missed out on anything really important. Um, I'm also not like 
the kid that's really excited about dances and stuff. Um, so like, that's going to be different for different kids. Uh, I think, but I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's anything that I've missed out on. The most uncomfortable part for me about being homeschooled was my first year of college when people were like, what high school did you go to? And then you're like, cause like, they don't want your life story. They just want to know the school that you went to. So they can say, Oh, I don't know anyone that goes there. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, other than, other than that, I, no, I, I wouldn't say that there's anything where I, I don't have any clear memories of feeling like I've really missed out on anything. What's well, good. Cause I was trying really hard to make sure that you guys had amazing experiences. <laughs> so well, you wouldn't feel of, like that. Had a lot of friends, had a lot of really good opportunities. Uh, most people are concerned about missing out on social experience uh, experiences. And I, I went to school dances. I went to all that kind of stuff. I, and I, um, you know, I don't feel like I, missed out on anything socially either. And one thing that was really interesting about you that we didn't bring up was that you were a very, very shy kid. <laughs> and so, you know, some people may have said to me, you need to put him in school so he can learn how to talk to people and get along with people. Um, but... I think, well, I think you outgrew that. I, I feel like I would not be surprised if going to school actually made me dislike people and made me less capable in interacting with people because uh, I feel like there's a lot of times when people try to force you, you know, in out of your shell. Like, I don't know. I feel like, being quiet when you want to be quiet is, or, or, you know, withdrawing is kind of a defensive mechanism in some ways. And if people like drag you out of it, it can be, it can feel like hurtful. Vulnerable. Yeah. People with good intentions may have ended up causing more stress and frustration in my life than if I'd been able just to learn to grow out of it. And one of the other things is that I've noticed among homeschoolers is they're a lot better at interacting with adults as well. Um, you know, with, with a wide range of people, you can be, you, it, you realize that you can be friends with people who aren't the exact same age as you, and you can learn from a more diverse experience and worldview, and you just have a broader network of people. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you were little and so shy and didn't want to do anything new, I was like, oh, no, this kid's going to be home with me forever, you know, which, you know, wouldn't have been bad, but at some point they got to fly, you know, and, and I, I remember being stressed out about that, too. And, and luckily, I learned a little bit of things there, too, that it doesn't work to make you do things, especially of, of all my kids, <laughs> you got to choose into it if it makes sense to you. But, um, you know, as you grew up, I, and I started seeing that you were choosing to talk to more people and choosing to come out of your shell is like in high school, you were in all these plays and everything up there on the stage performing. So it's not just because a kid is, is one way when they're five or six, it's not the predictor of their future. <laughs> You know, and I, and I think that's where just holding the vision of who you can become and, and 
the amazing person inside is so helpful instead of going to the worry section where you're like, oh no, um, oh no, it's going to be a mess, you know? So here's a, here's a good example. Um, so at my last job, I didn't really know this until I started. Turns out you have to talk to a lot of people on the phone that you've never met. And um, I don't like talking to people on the phone. I, I, I guess I still don't like talking to people on the phone. Uh, when I started the job, I really didn't like talking to people on the phone. Um, I, and I think a lot of people feel that way because phones are weird and you can, you can't like see body language or anything, but you get that um, from me. I don't like talking on the phone either. <laughs> no. And, and like, I remember like, I like the, the, there's, there's two times before that where I forced myself to learn to talk to people on the phone. And that's like, cause I wanted my business to work and cause I wanted to be a good missionary. Um, but then going into this, I was like, uh, I, I, my job, like within the first couple of months was at stake. Cause I was just like struggling on the phone and they're like, you need to get better at talking to people on the phone or else this isn't going to work out. And so I did. And, um, I went to be like one of the top performing, uh, account managers and, and they, you know, I got compliments and I trained new people on how to talk to people on the phone. And it goes back to like what we're talking about with learning and outcomes and, it's the same thing with like social interactions or whatever. If you force people to be good at it because they should, uh, then they're probably not going to like it and they probably aren't going to apply it. But if they, you know, if they want the outcome of that learning that skill will have, then they'll learn it. Um, so I feel like that's been my journey there. Yeah. I like that. So do you have time to take a couple more questions or do you have to go? Um, I have to go. Okay. That's what I was afraid of, but um, I just one last question because you can answer this in just a sentence, hopefully. What's the most important advice that you would give to someone just starting out on their homeschool journey? Um, If you're a kid just starting out, um, I would say uh, it's your life dream big and like, don't settle, like take advantage of it. And if you're a parent, I would say, um, be very aware of your own, um, of, of how you feel you have failed in your own life. And all the expectations you have for yourself and don't put those on your kid. Totally. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great advice. Like just, you know, let them, let them have their space um, to, you know, and and not let that don't, don't drown them in your own um, in your own, you know, negative feelings about yourself or about things that you've tried, but that failed. And like, there's, we all have a lot of baggage, um, as people and you know we have enough to deal with on our own that we don't really need to deal with other people's and so uh, I think that parents who can kind of free their kids from like their family history you know the, the the bad things that have gone on for generations really open up a lot of potential in their kids yeah and I hope you feel that way too that 
you have so much potential because that's how I always wanted to think about you and the rest of the kids. <laughs> I do, but it's kind of frustrating because now I'm like, well, now do I have to run like a 50 mile race? Because the marathon wasn't as hard as I thought. And that kind of scares me. And I don't think I want to, but I might have to, because (laughs) when things scare me, then it's like, I think I might have to do it. So (laughs) that's awesome. And actually that was one other point I wanted to clarify just really quickly, because you did mention that you made some changes as a missionary and you forgot to mention too, that um, after you went to one year of college, you did serve a two-year mission, which took you way out out of your comfort zone as well. So yes. you served a mission for our church. And so you had to go out and talk to complete strangers. Yes. Who are probably not going to want to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, who definitely didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> and yeah. So I, I think that was another defining experience of your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your little week vacation break time here before you go back into real life. He, he's starting his internship here on Monday. Yeah, it's not really a vacation. I'm I'm cleaning out the car and taking it to the mechanic and stuff. So, well, this is what adult vacations look like. So <laughs> well, my adult vacation was two weeks ago in Mexico. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Fine. Time off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Thanks so much and appreciate everybody listening in and asking great questions and I will end the recording now. Thanks for listening to the building heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the building heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free building heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.